Mic check, mic check. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Hear Me Out podcast featuring your girl, Shanique Gilbert. This right here is for the culture, y'all. Today is very special because I have my first guest. She's the homie. She goes by the name Jenny Sanchez, a.k.a. Coach Sanchez. What up, though? What up, Coach? How you doing? I'm doing great. Yo, I am so happy you're here uh, supporting the cause, and we can get to know a little bit more about you. <laughs> y'all, y'all just don't know this like take 50. This is like take freaking 30. <laughs> so we hope this is one is the one, <laughs> because I've known Jenny, well, I call her Sanchez, so I'm even saying Jenny, it's kind of weird. I've known Sanchez for about <laughs> five years. We met through um, a travel ball team that was located in Central Florida, and it was an, an elite team program, and boom, that's how we met. We coached there her first year. I remember our first tournament. We drove to freaking North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. Eight-hour yeah. drive. Jeez, about five cars. <laughs> and um, Like 30 people. It was pretty cool, though. Great experience. My first go-around, her first go-around, mm-hmm. and bunch of other coaches and players and I think that tournament was like oh my gosh because it was like 80 courts and then I think we saw Gino coach Gino Don they about she and her about the same height and I just was like wow this it was like heaven um so we had a great experience there I'm gonna let Jenny talk in a second but I got a question yes ma'am you ain't ever think about one thing one major thing from all of our travel experience why that one time? <laughs> so <laughs> we, many times. We had to share a room with a parent. <laughs> so we had to share a room with a parent for some reason. And for some reason, me and Sanchez had to share the bed while the parents slept <laughs> peacefully in her little queen bed. Why we never questioned that? <clears throat> I think because... <laughs> We were just in shock. We was like, oh, okay, maybe she paid extra money. But we had no question because all we was worried about is coaching. But yeah, I was like, y'all know, whatever. <laughs> like, you snore? Do you fart? Nah, all right. <laughs> oh, stay on your side, stay on my side. To be honest, we didn't even have enough time to like sleep. So it's not like that's on our mind, like worrying about. Right. Like, I, I think I only saw sense. you at the games. Yeah, that's it. I'm coaching like eight games a day. Right, that was an interesting time, but it was a fun time. It was a great experience, I, I, I will say that. Yep, and it was a lot of good talent again. Yeah. And as a coach, that's a nice reward to coach good talent. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the people who got us involved For sure. with that travel team. And uh, much love, man. So. I think, to be honest, if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would be where I'm at. What? That's great, honest. man. I think because that made me like realize that I don't want to coach <laughs> Oh, wait, maybe that's not great, but that's great. It's great. Okay. It put me in the right direction. <laughs> that's <laughs> good because you could have got turned off from coaching. Yeah. But now you are a trainer, and we're going to talk about that in a few. So, Sanchez, let the people know who you are. Like, what you do? Did you play before? Were you a baller? You know, besides you being my friend and basketball bringing us together, like, what do you do? Talk to us. Um. Well... I work for the school system right now. <clears throat> I wanted to to be a PE teacher, and <clears throat> I had to take a couple tests to be a PE teacher. But I realized that 
I want to just focus all my time on training. Training. So, um, I'll probably just be like my last um, school year working in the school system and focusing on just like my business. Just focusing on my, you know, training. What's your business? Well, I am a basketball trainer. Um, <clears throat> I have my own program. I train elementary kids all the way to college. Um, I do private lessons. I do group training. Um, just development, skill development, really working on fundamentals with the kids and kind of making sure they're ready for the next level, whatever that is they want to do. Mm, sounds deep. Yeah, so, I love it, man. It's, it's the be- it's the dream come true. So I, you charge that mean? Yeah, I charge. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Cause <laughs> so, so that was a lengthy uh, <laughs> breakdown. So I, I felt like that was money coming yeah, out. Money. Hello. <laughs> So you know, For sure. yeah. I'm I'm proud of you, Sanchez. Sanchez Thank got you. her little business, but before y'all think I'm hating when I say "look," I'm from down south, where "look" means big. I say you got that little Mercedes over there. That's you big got, time. You got that little eight bedroom house. Big time. You got that little state championship. Big time. Hello. So <laughs> "look" means big. So I'm really proud of you. I'm happy, <clears throat> happy for you to see a sister come up. Um. So here's my question about trainers. Yeah. As a coach and someone who I feel knows the game, what's up with these trainers and these cones? They doing hula hoops. They dribbling with the cones, putting it on the head, putting sun on the head. Like they, they look extra. What is what is all this doing? Like where's the credibility to train a kid and get their money's worth so their high school coach and their parents could be satisfied with the product? Cause and who teaching defense? Like what's up with all the Look, I'll be honest with you, my first maybe year and a half or so of getting into training, I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. I was like, all right, like this is something different, something new. But because it is new and I think a lot of people are like, whoa, this is cool. Maybe like this is what I need to be doing. It's not realistic. There's nothing realistic about picking up a cone, catching it, doing a move, throwing it up, catching it again. Like, <laughs> those are all gimmicks. and But they do sells. that, man. They do that. It sells. They make money. I ain't going to... Dribble, 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 dribble. Yeah, all 10 dribbles before you actually do something with it. Like, that's not that's not real basketball. And I don't knock the people who are making money. Like, that's how you make your money. That's, it is, that's your, you know, that's your income. But for someone who really takes this super seriously, like, that's, <clears throat> that's not basketball, man. Like, don't... I'm about teaching these kids the right way to play ball. I think that was a serious moment, y'all. Super serious moment. If I had a bomb to drop, I'd be dropping it. <laughs> All right, so I see how passionate you are. Yes. And <clears throat> some people really don't understand the game. They say it's just basketball. Why you guys take it so serious? What's up with that? How you feel about that as a trainer and someone who want to see them succeed? I mean, when this is kind of <clears throat> growing up, when this is kind of like the only thing that you feel like you're good at or want to do it is like everything you know what i'm saying like when you're young you're like oh i just want to play pro or i want to help my family out like this is life to you so for some of us this is life like this is all we got so yeah like right because like when those cheerleaders or those gymnasts or volleyball players they be like really passionate yeah like yo they're athletes too Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) i think because it was always a male dominant sport uh-huh so now that women are kind of taking over it's it's kind of like look like frowned upon you know what right I mean? and and what i like about the game y'all 
the speed of the game has changed. Yeah. The professional WNBA, the overseas, like this is hype right now. Yeah. We're following people from college, from high school to college to the professional. Yeah. And they're not missing the beat. So shout out to the women and the girls who have dreams to be professional athletes are trained. But thank you for training these kids as a coach because when we get together, the two and a half hours we have, we can't always break those cones down. <laughs> I'm joking. Break those things down to get them to where they really need to be. Yeah. So just want to kind of touch base. So what are your goals um, with this training thing, like this little training thing, as I say? I mean, to be honest with you, my goal is to take over – State of Florida. What? Um, not only that, but like eventually I want to get into the professional level. I want to mm. train pros, women and men. Hello. Um, how do you how do you get your feet wet in that? Like how do you say, hey, um, LeBron James, I mean, you know, <laughs> oh, let me try another person. Hey, um, young man in the Orlando Magic, what up? What <laughs> you, how can I train you? Like how, what do you do? It's it's all about networking. That's just Who do you need to know? You need to know people who work with those type of players. How do you find those people out? You, How do you find who they are, rather? On I mean, Instagram? Yeah, on Twitter? On social media, but, like, to be honest, it's all word of mouth. Like, if you're good at what you do, they're going to find you. Mm -hmm. And I think when they see potential in you, they're going to take you in and, and teach you. And that's what it's all about, you know, having someone who's been there, who is a veteran. Like, you want to kind of go under their wing and just observe and learn from them. And at this point, I'm kind of in that situation where um, there's this trainer who does do that. Uh-oh, plug. So, you know, um, you know, baby steps, I got to kind of figure that out. It's a whole other story. But That's great, man. Um, just networking and learning from, like, the best. You know? Well, I tell you what, when you make it big, big, just holler at your girl. Always, bro. And uh, I just need a seat right there so I can put on my jeans and my shirt <laughs> and represent. We represent. go backstage, man. We cool. Oh. We're going backstage at a basketball game, guys. So be ready. I'm going to the <laughs> locker room. She's going backstage. We chilling. All right. <laughs> now for culture news. This is your favorite segment of the Hear Me Out podcast. Um, and today we're going to talk about Team USA men's basketball team. Uh, let's just start and say they're losers right now. Uh, yeah. Um. They're, I won't say they're losers. I think there's a lot of, they need help. They need help. So for those who don't know, they started with a roster about 30. Yeah. And then they kind of did a process of elimination to make the team. We had some veteran players that decided to kind of chill this summer and hang with their family. Deserving. Mm -hmm. And then we had some younger players that uh, kind of got hurt. And like, nah, I ain't even take this risk. Um, so really, there's one player that's there that's hurt, uh, Jason Tatum. I yeah. think he's the only one that's kind of willing to hang out. But um, how you feel about that? Um, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> um, I was looking forward to watching it, but it's not their fault. It's the fact that, like you said, they had all stars who either a want to focus on their season mm. or b, like you said kind of be with their families and stuff. And that's understandable, but, like, I don't know. This is USA. I, I think that's super important. Like, you need a record country. But that's to show you a couple things. One, the development of foreign teams. Mm hmm They're already headed the game. And two, yeah. 
most of the foreign teams are like 30 years plus. Mm-hmm. Our our team is like under 30 or yeah. not even 25. And the other part is the foreign teams, they played together for years. Some of those teams, like when Tony Parker, mm-hmm. uh, he's a player who played for San Antonio before from France. Mm-hmm. He played on there when he was like 15 on his professional yeah. team. So it just years. shows the development and how we're doing the one and done. That like most of the players in the NBA don't peak until their third year anyway. Look at your boy who played for um he played for Golden State now Russell. Yeah, yeah, D'Angelo. He, D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell, like he played for the Lakers. Yeah, probably has a nine. Probably has a nineteen year old. He did I right, caused some trouble in the locker room. Went to ball, uh Brooklyn. Shoot, made the All Star. That's the third year. Mm-hmm. So we just have a late start. Um, if you look at the dream team back in the day, the best team ever. But they were veteran players. They was they, Those were the players who went to college about two, three to four years. Mm-hmm. They developed the game. They learned the game. They're tough. So Team USA tighten up. They also got a roster with like eight Celtics on their team. <laughs> so the Celtics are winning pretty much. But let me tell you. Slightly disappointed in Team USA. Yeah, I'm definitely disappointed. I'm going to tell you why, though. I'm disappointed. Because my boy, Carmelo Anthony, is still available. They wouldn't even put the boy, the man on the team. Like, he was the most, how you say, uh, player in USA history ex- that had the years. Yeah. He's so, experienced. Like, hey, he's available. He's like, what did you do, bro? What did Melo do with his cute self? Yeah, but he messed up in a lot of areas too. He did. But nobody's perfect, guys. We're not we're not bashing anybody, but Melo seems like he's been blackballed cuz meanwhile your boy uh from the big 3 um Joe Johnson, Joe Johnson got picked Man, up for the killing. Detroit. Like what what's up with Melo? So Team USA, pick up your boy Melo. He might can help you get a dub or two. See, I think the problem with that like when it comes with European basketball when it comes to USA basketball, everything is me, me, me. So mm-hmm. you're getting players who are the best on their team or who do have the ball in their hands majority of, of the game. So now you got to put all those players together in one squad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's tough. Like, you got to adjust. You got to learn how to play as a team. Where in these European players or, in, you know, in Asia or whatever, like, they have a system that they run. And they've done it for years. So it's like... That's tough. Like. Right, it's tough. And plus, they like to share the ball. They yeah. move the ball. Mm-hmm. That's where the movement comes from, guys. Mm-hmm. That That's out of town. So, um, good luck, guys. You know, But they say the actual USA team, not the FIBA team, is going to be probably loaded with NBA yeah. veteran I'm talent. Sure, yeah. And that's pretty much later. But I think Steph Curry, LeBron James – uh, uh, AD, they they needed to kind of rest for yeah. their prospective James team, yeah. and you know, sure, James Harden, he might share. I don't know, but um, yo, y'all tighten up, okay. Um, next on the culture news, just kind of want to talk about Odell Beckham. So people are tripping because Odell Beckham is wearing this expensive watch, a Richard Mill RM eleven o three watch that costs. Sanchez, $350,000. How much they paying him to wear it? Look. It, it looked like a Samsung watch. <laughs> being an athlete, I don't know when you really have time to look at your watch. So, like, why you even got it? I understand maybe earrings, football, you put your jewelry, whatever. 
Like, you have a necklace, like, but a watch, like, I don't know. He's a trendsetter. I'm not mad at him, especially if the guy's paying for it. Yeah. I don't know. But he said, let me be. Why people always got something to say? So, Warren Sapp, uh, I'm going to quote him. He's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He, I think he does sports analysis. And he played for the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I think a couple years for the Oakland Raiders, a Florida native. He said um, his issue with Beckham's conduct was not his wardrobe. He said you can't wear a $350,000 watch and play like a $2 bill. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God. Dang. Now, meanwhile, Odell Beckham is a, a marketing masterpiece. He's a beautiful yeah. man. His hair, he's fast, he catch, but he doesn't win, y'all. If you think about it, he only been a one playoff game his whole career. So think about that. Who does that remind you of? Trendsetter, got the look, kind of a bad boy in a way. Who? Iverson. Ah, but Iverson went to the NBA Finals before. But he didn't win nothing. Oh, he won MVP. I mean, he won a championship. He changed the game. He did. Oh, that was changed the game. Bro, watch. Bro, I don't know. Nah, I'm a fa- I blonde mean, hair. He cut it. Yeah, I like the new look. It I like it's a mature, mature look. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But nah, I don't think he. I can't compare the two. I mean, okay, the talent wise, definitely. Mm-hmm. But Allen Iverson won a uh, NBA MVP. He selfish. went to the NBA final. He didn't like practice, but um, <laughs> Chuck is what his <laughs> friends call him. But I mean, I don't I agree. They're but, all about me, me, me. They're selfish. I think they're both selfish. I'm hoping Odell changed, though. Yeah. Because I like the team he's on. Uh, I like the underdog team. And I want to see him win. And wear your watch, especially if they're paying you uh, over $350,000 as the watch cost. <laughs> now, you know your target now. They're going to try to take that watch off when they tackle you. So, good luck, bro. Just just let your catches and your touchdowns win, you know. Um. Recently... For old school, they don't really know about this player. They used to call him the Worm. But we know him as Dennis Rodman. Hey. He had a 30 for 30 uh, recently on ESPN. I love those 30 for 30s, man. I be wanted to get the package deal because I don't have, like, a DVR to record. But I ain't, I'm not going to do it. So I tried to watch as much as I can for the Dennis Rodman for 30 for 30. <laughs> Pretty much gave a background on him. Dennis Rodman was the man, the hustle man, the garbage man. He was more of a get that rebound, die for that ball, doing the, doing the little stuff that most people don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't play high school ball, I don't think. No. He mm-hmm. went, that he was playing at a park or something. Yeah. And then the guy picked him up. It was a, I think it was a, um, it was a recruiter. Mm-hmm. It was a college coach. Yep. And it was like, man, like, right. What are you doing? What up? Let's do this. Yeah. So he left home, but. Mm-hmm. At home, his mom used to kick him out the house. And if we didn't go to college, she's like, you got to go. And then finally he left to wherever he went, because I don't want to quote it wrong. And um, he fell in love with people who finally accepted who he was. Yeah. It was a white family, and um, people want to know, why. where is he sticking to that side? He said because they were the people that embraced him first yeah. by any means, you know. Showing care and loyalty. Right. So it's really good. It, people want to know about his sexuality and mm-hmm. his style. Like, the 30 for 30 talks about that. They didn't say he was gearing thing. He just very eccentric about and intrigued about that. He did cross stress. He said he thought about some of those things, but he never acted on it. That's what he said. 
He dated Madonna, Carmen Electra, and he was friends with uh, Mr. Kim Jong-il's son in uh, North Korea, which is very controversial because that's like, we're not friends with that country. Well, I can't speak for today, but um, he said his relationship was pretty much a a friendship. He said, we talked nothing about politics, and people like, yeah, right. He said, I didn't. He said, he just loved the game of basketball. So... You know, it's interesting. I think everybody should try to watch it. Um, so, yeah. So, speaking of watching, what have you been watching lately? Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't really have time to watch stuff. Oh, she's better than I'm us. Like a, I'm a millennial, so I watch a lot of reality stuff mm-hmm. if I can. Like. You look like a Kardashian fan. <laughs> I, I do watch that. <laughs> Told but you. I watch a lot of, um, of course, Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, um, I like Atlanta. Basketball-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black stuff like that. True, it's nothing wrong with that. That's I, I, I told somebody, reality saved my life one year. Yeah. Because it brings so much laughter, like, yeah. bro, we tripping. But um, I feel you. I like, I've been watch, I watching that Wu-Tang special on Hulu. Pretty, no, I haven't seen that. Pretty cool. Uh, give you some insight on some things and... um. Uh, it's called what is it called? It's Wu Tang. Okay, okay. And I've been watching Snowfall. Snowfall, the bomb. You gotta check it out. It's on FX. Okay. It's talk about the old days in LA when the drug epidemic came. Oh. And, and it talks about, which is a true story, how the U.S. pretty much brought drugs in to get the bad guys to be a part of it to keep it going. Oh, wow. I know that sounds really crazy, guys, but. You have to see it to believe it. It's actually a story about the Ricky Rose story. He also have a story on Netflix. So it's the truth to that. But you guys should check it out. Last but not least, guys, it's good to be informed. And we like to complain about our current leader of our country, our president. So we recently had these Democratic debates, quote unquote, about 30 people. And um, I haven't watched the last one. Have you Sanchez? No, I saw bits and pieces on social media, but <laughs> it was a Democratic debate. And there's one, I forgot his name, man. I wish I could get his name. But he was, he was an Asian, Asian man. Oh, the guy with no tie? Yeah. Okay. Him. And he was promising like a 10, 10 families, $1,000 a month. Right. And, one year. And there was a, a, a woman on there, two guys that said, I'll wipe all your student loans. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all promises. We talking, but we got to see some things. I want to see change, you know. So, it's so much going on, and everybody yelling at each other. Like, can't we all just get right to come together no matter what? Like, we just got to do better on that. So, I guess when it gets closer, I'll pay more attention to the debate and who I need to vote for um, as far as who's going to be on the Democratic yeah. I think plate. for now we just got to freaking gotta tighten peace. up. We got to bring peace and love, people. Peace and love. Love people. each other. Help each other out. That's a great message. Peace and love. Peace Let, and love. Let's just come together a little bit more as a community, mm-hmm. as a coaching community, as as friends, as, as just the culture, guys. We need to do better with that. So, um... Yeah, let's tighten up. So we had fun tonight, or today, depends when you're listening. 
Uh, I just want to thank you, Sanchez, for spending time with us. How you like that? Us tonight. And I know you'll be back very soon because basketball season is approaching, high school basketball. So um, I would like for you, uh, if you got any final words you want to let the people know, I want you to give a plug about your social media platforms, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, tweet, tweet. Let them know. <laughs> Um, tweet, tweet. Uh, thank you for having me here. This Yo, is, this is awesome. I'm definitely coming back. This is really cool. Thank um, you. You got something great going on here. I know it's gonna pop off. Um, Slowly. yes, so follow me, y'all. Follow um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all the same. Jenny underscore Sanchez underscore basketball. All right, type that in for all the little social media accounts, and I'll, I'll pop up. Um, yeah, just hit me up, you know. Remember, I do group training, private lessons, whatever y'all want to do. If you're serious about the sport, just hit me up. Thank you guys for spending time with me, Sanchez. Thanks for coming aboard again. Appreciate it. Thank you. The Hear Me Out podcast. We're here, baby. Featuring your girl, Shanique Gilbert. Shanique. Hey, hello. Yay!